Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag college football. I know you're joking around uh, Saturday night over there about what you think of social media, but was there any truth to those reports that uh, Boone Pickens kind of was joking around and left you a gift card for a haircut? Joking with you, that's all. Don't hurt the real journalism world. It's jackasses like you that cause problems, okay? They shouldn't even let you call in. Do you want to talk football? We'll talk football. If you want to be um, out there and talk idiotic social media, then you need to go do something with a college kid. Okay, thank you. You bet. Oklahoma State football coach Mike Gundy did not want to answer the question about whether the late T-Bone Pickens left him a gift card to get a haircut for his mullet. So there you go. That cracked you up a little bit, PK. Well, you bet. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> you bet. Utah and BYU have announced they've altered their current rivalry series. They're going to play the next couple of years, take a two-year hiatus, and then pick it back up in 2024. And in that two-year hiatus, the Utes are going to play Florida. An SEC team leaving Florida. SEC teams don't usually leave the South. The Florida Gators, it's been almost 30 years since they left. Left the state of Florida for a non-conference game. Went up to Syracuse, I think it was in 91. Well, it's a lot of people from New York, they go to Florida, so it's the same thing. It's the same group of people. The Gators are coming to Utah, PK. How excited are you? What year? 2022 and 2023. Right. Just talking about upgrading the schedule yesterday. Well, they're not coming two years in a row. No. So what year are they coming? I'll have to look that up. You said they're coming to the state of Florida. I'm ex- I didn't say to Utah. I'm excited. They're I coming need to, to know Utah what in 2023. 2023, PK. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. 2022, a media member might be able to get a trip to Gainesville. Yeah. It's a great series. Love to see it. So you change the rules, and there's always unintended consequences. And now Houston senior quarterback, De'Ara King, after four games, he can still redshirt, and he's got a redshirt year. So he's not going to play the remainder of the season. He's going to take a redshirt. Houston's off to a one-and-three start. Okay. He's going to sit it out, come back next year. Maybe they'll try to have a big year next year. Keith Corbin, a wide receiver, is also doing the same thing, except his dad says, well, he might evaluate his options code for going to the NFL. But neither one of them are going to play now. Off to a bad start, so just hit reset and try again next year. What are they? They're one and three. Oh. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Third down and 10 at the 20-yard line of Redskins territory. They go trips to the right side. All scattered. Shotgun snap is back. Bears and a stunt with Mack. Here's the throw down the oh, side. It Intercepted. And it's taken away by the Bears. Ha ha. Clinton Dix. I'm a run inside the 10 to the for the touchdown. Pick six. Bears on the board and lead it 6-0. Snap back Trubisky. Here comes late pressure. Steps up against it. Now zings it down the right side. Going for turbo into the end zone. And a 27-0 lead over the Redskins. This one from 36 yards out. Bears go up 28-0 on the pick six from 
Ha-ha, Clinton Dix deterred there. And then three Mitchell Trubisky touchdown passes to Taylor Gabriel. And that baby was over in the second quarter. 28-0 turns into a 31-15 win for the Bears, powered by Washington's five turnovers. Fabulous. We talked about Matt Gay yesterday. He got the big old vote of confidence from Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians. He said, he ain't going anywhere. That's the folksy Bruce Arians you got to know in Arizona. Now folksy Bruce Arians. Longtime friends. In Tampa Bay. He ain't going anywhere. Matt Gay took the blame for the loss. Missed a couple extra points. One blocked, one missed, and then missed the game-winning field goal. The former Ute. Rocky week three in the NFL. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. NCAA's enforcement staff charged the University of Kansas with lack of institutional control. Jayhawks basketball coach Bill Self, the head coach, responsibility violations. Jayhawks charged with five level one violations, the most serious under NCAA roles. Two level two violations. That relates to the football program. Self-issued a statement in response to the allegations by saying, quote, by the NCAA's own admission through its public statements earlier this summer, it's no secret there's tremendous pressure on the NCAA to respond to the federal court proceedings involving college basketball. In its haste and attempt to regain control, the enforcement staff has created a false narrative regarding me and our basketball program. The narrative is based on innuendo, half-truths, misimpressions, and mischaracterizations. I will strenuously defend myself in the program, but I will respect the process and will not speak to the details of the case. So is this going to be uh, what we were talking about? I think we've heard this about other coaches, but just deny, deny, deny. Hire an army of lawyers, see how long you can hold the NCAA off for. Till they give up. Yeah, till they give up or or downgrade the charges to the point you're taking whatever, uh, well, misdemeanor isn't the right word, but you get the point. Find some lesser charges that are acceptable. Okay, yeah, I did that. Fine, go away. The top players are getting paid. I've known this for years. And now they're getting paid more. Well, they they, pay, they only paid 15000 I think, for uh, the kid from Arizona, Aiton. And then they didn't get him. For fifteen. that's chump change, man. You got to get a, up your game. You want to get that kid. And then he went to Arizona... And they got knocked out in the first game by some Timbuktu school. And he got his money. If you go, I think he got, what, 100 grand there to go to Arizona is what it was. That's saying. what we got. We heard reported. Yeah. And great. What did it mean in the end? I don't, I don't really have any problem with these kids getting this money through these other folks, these shoe companies and these other. It's the way of the world, man. Everybody's got their hand out. You got a skill, get paid for it. Well, the NCAA doesn't want anyone to think that's going on even though it's clearly going on. It's been going on for years. How many? Th- when media guys, we need to pay these guys. Those are guys who haven't been beat guys and are not inside the program day to day. John Wooden in the 60s, had a little booster at UCLA, fueling those teams. Did it happen before then? Uh, that's before our time. But basically, it's been going on for our whole lives. Not our whole careers, our whole lives. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Swung on and drilled. Deep left field and let's go home. The 
the first major league home run for Anthony Alford is a game winner as he walks it off in the 15th. The Blue Jays beat the Orioles 11 to 10. Two teams playing out the string, but that's a cool moment for your first home run right there, PK. Any moment is a cool moment for your first home run. Cubs five-game losing streak is over. They beat the Arizona Diamondbacks. But no, will they it? didn't. Nick, the Cubs, uh, the Cardinals played Arizona. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you on that. <laughs> I watched the game because it was Goldschmidt's return. And you're right. <laughs> I know. Yach looks at the computer. You know you're right. <laughs> Goldschmidt hit a home run. They had a big uh, scoreboard presentation for him before the game and... How was the crowd reaction? Very positive. Yeah. Diamondbacks, it was a dark day. They were officially eliminated. Uh, Three games over 500, 80 and 77. You almost have your dream. Can they lose four of the last five? Well, if I were them, I wouldn't just toss it in. I'd try to win as many games as I possibly could. There'll be better days for those guys. They got some good management. And... uh, a lot of folks only had them with the low 70s as far as wins this year. But yeah, and then Goldschmidt hit a home run his second time up. He walked his first time. He hit a two-runner just to the right of the swimming pool his second time. I don't know how the Cubs did. They took the day off. No. <laughs> and it's a six-game losing streak. They have not five. But at this point, it's all up in flames. Your I'm guy here. Ned Yost. I'm here it's for all, you. Your guy Ned Yost. It's all over. You yeah, rode Ned Yost hard for a couple of years there. He rode them to the <laughs> World Series championship. Yep. He's retiring after uh, nine years on the job. Well, they suck. They got a massive rebuilding job. He didn't want to be a part of it. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. DJ PK and Andrew Reinhardt joins us in studio Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew is back. Andrew, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Uh, you're dressed for winter. I that's like right. that. That's <laughs> right. A little you know. warmer in here today, though. Ah, uh, that's an accident. Yeah. It'll, it'll be fixed. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, the you know, the same old. We're um, here talking about erectile dysfunction, of course, and, and a lot of your listeners have heard about this treatment now. Um, FDA cleared for five years now, but really it's been medication that has treated ED up until this point. We have um, this acoustic wave therapy that basically opens up the blood vessels. So it would be the root cause of the problem more than just a Band-Aid, like the medication. So it's needle-free, and yep. it's more... Well, you may have had something similar to this in a uh, different... You, I forget the term for it. Now, uh, they've used it to break up kidney stones in the yeah, past. Lithotripsy, they okay. call that. A lot there of guys have had that. Yeah. I can't say lithotripsy three times fast. It's not going to (laughs) happen. 801-901-8000 is the number to call for the Wasatch Medical Clinic, and you got a special offer for the listeners. We do. If you're uh, struggling with erectile dysfunction, sick of the medication, um, we know it's an embarrassing topic, so we've tried to make it as easy as possible, and maybe just for the guy that's curious. uh, Call us right now. We will do an initial assessment, exam. We're going to do a blood flow ultrasound. The doctor can probably tell you why you have ED, by the way. Normally, there's a charge for that. We do that totally free. And by the way, there's no sales pitch or obligation when you come in. You come in, see where you're at. And a lot of guys say, that's great. Uh, I'll take this information and get back to you. And it's no problem. 
The number to call, 801-901-8000. Andrew, thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. New York Giants running back Saquon Barkley undergoes an MRI and it reveals a high ankle sprain. Suffered it in the Giants' win at Tampa on Sunday. He's expected to miss four to eight weeks. Marlins beat the Mets 8-4. Nationals take down the Phillies 7-2. Patrick Corbin winning his 14th game of the year for Washington. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car-to-curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking since 1922, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park right and save at Diamond Airport Parking. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. For Utah, they still have a lot of good things intact to have that great season. Like 7-2, and I still think would very well get the division. So it's fragile this Saturday. You have to win, but I like you to win. And if you do, this actually looks a heck of a lot better than I think people realize. Tell me if I'm going too glass half full here. I think people are thinking such worst-case scenario because they lost. There's still a lot to play for. I do think Utah's going to have a good rest of the season. Mm -hmm. I also see them having a good rest the season, possibly dropping another game and losing the tiebreaker because they lost to SC and keeping them away from doing something that they should have done. Yeah, you can only do it at 7-2. and two. Matchup-wise, I like you going the rest of the way. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hot Texture Toast brought to you by Master Electrical Services. And Master Electrical will light up your day. Give us a call at 801-543-2222. We'll be right on our way. That's 801-543-2222. So BYU and Utah are going to take a couple years off in 2022-23. And the Utes are going to fill that spot in the schedule. The home and home with the Florida Gators. Question up on our Facebook page. Your reaction is... Good on the Utes, Matt says. These should be good games. He's fired up. It should be, for sure, yeah. I'd agree with that. It's something different, something new, something that they could probably only do as a member of the Pac-12. Something that maybe they'd only want to do as a member of the Pac-12 because obviously the program's in a better shape now than it was when they were regularly winning 10 games in the Mountain West. So they've got this opportunity here to get better talent. Uh, I don't know that one game in Florida is going to change recruiting whatsoever. There are people who would like to believe that. And that sounds good. Right. But, but we've got- heard from recruiters that what matters to one kid doesn't matter to the next. Maybe it'll have an impact on one kid, but the next kid won't care at all. Yeah, and so what you're going to do is, well, if I, re- if I commit in 22 cause, or 21 because they're going there in 22, will I even play? And I've only been home, away from home for a few months, and I'm going to go back, and that's that big of a deal. And if, do I recruit the kids now, and then that'll be my fifth year, and so I should be able to play by then? Well, we spent all last season telling you how great Jack Tuttle was, and he didn't even last two weeks, basically. So who knows who's going to be available, who's playing then. So I don't think it's a big boost. They got these kids out of Florida getting nowhere near Florida. What's the easternmost uh, game, the location that they've played? Northern Illinois since... Uh, Not really on the edge of Florida and, right there. Yeah, it'd probably be Northern and Illinois. Those guys have been on the team. 
to see about Hunley's availability. I know Kyle wants to play cat and mouse with these injuries, but I've got confirmation of things, and we'll just let it play out. I'm not going to say one way or the other, but it is potentially an issue. And I saw it for myself uh, Friday night. So and he doesn't want to talk about that. I mean, Herm Edwards openly talks about it and tell you anything you want to know. And they beat him last year. I think Kyle's way too paranoid on this stuff. But yeah, he went into it again yesterday. <laughs> the first question was about injuries. He said, yeah. until we have an NFL-style reporting model and college adopts it, why would you give away any information? Well, every, not everybody else does, but a lot. It's so overblown. But that's what he wants to do. Fine, let him do that. He's all caught up in that stuff. Uh, but there's a distinct possibility that neither of those kids could play. And hopefully they can rally and get in there. Uh, but I don't know that's a big boost for recruiting. It certainly can't hurt. I just don't know that it's a, a big boost playing one game, one time. And that's going to change the balance of power with a bunch of Florida kids. Probably not. But I think it's cool that you're playing. Why not take advantage of it? I happen to think that you're the stature and you're that good of a program. I think you could play BYU too and not be crushed and not be decimated when it comes time for conference play. I actually think it will make you better. I mean, I know he was asked that yesterday about you played a soft non-conference schedule and you weren't prepared for SC. And that's the reality of it. Yep. And if you had played a tougher schedule, would have you been better prepared? Well, we're dealing and guessing at this point, so we can't say completely if you would have done this or that. That could have changed the result, maybe. And he brought up the idea about the injuries and – and so, you know, you battle health and blah, blah, blah. What do you want? Well, I just don't know that you can control injuries against uh, whomever. Just because you play a perceived better team, guys won't be injured. Guys can get injured literally through no contact. That was what we were told last year. Star yeah. running back was getting into bed. Yeah. So... Uh, what do you do there? I mean, do you, I get on theory uh, that the easier the, that you play the team, the easier the win, and they don't play as much, you have well, a better he point, chance. Yeah, he I, pointed I out being able to rest guys against Idaho State. They held guys out that they didn't think were healthy. Yeah. And but you can only do that paid so off often. in dividends against <laughs> yeah, SC. I, I mean, yeah. so what difference does it make? You're 0-1. So that sounds good, but... That's like having draft picks. I can have all the draft picks I want. But if I draft Adam Morrison at three and Kwame Brown at one, Michael Jordan, who cares what kind of draft picks I have? I need players, not draft picks. <laughs> if I can spin draft picks into players, great. Uh, so you can rest guys. You could have you held guys out left, and that could have been Moss and Huntley's first game against uh, SC this year. And You're still 0-1. That's all that matters. And they're hurt. So... I don't know that anything can guarantee. I guess you're playing the odds. I think the program is good enough to where it can play BYU both of those years. So they're not. They're going to play Southern Utah and San Diego State with Florida in 2022. And I have no problem with that. They're going to play Weber State and at Baylor with BYU in 2023. If Baylor's decent, then I've got... I, I'm whatever they want to do. I'm completely fine with. You just have to get your schedule better. And I do think that the Pac-12 is basically playing under a different set of rules. 
Because Clemson can lose a conference game and really yeah. have no problem. Right. And Alabama can too. So there's teams and conferences that have advantages for whatever reason. They're there. So I think the Pac-12 has to play. Then two things have to happen. You have to play big-name teams. And then you have to hope one of your teams beats them and then you don't beat up on each other. Well, we got plenty of comments about that, that the Pac-12 needs to adopt the SEC scheduling model, which I assume by that they mean they don't go into it, but I assume that our, our uh, listeners mean don't play nine conference games, play eight. Won't play the Citadel? Is that the point? Yeah, you, you put in another – I mean, look at Alabama's schedule. They get Duke is their big game, but, and then so they got three teams to beat up they on. They can do that. I know. And they only play three ranked teams. Well, you're not Alabama. So you can adopt it all you want. It's not going to help you get your goal. Because the it worst might get team... Somebody, it might get somebody undefeated. Again, You're right, the one-loss team. I mean, I can't I argue might. I know, but a one-loss a one team with the Pac-12's rep is usually going to be the team that gets bounced out when push comes to shove. So why would you want to do that? That doesn't make any sense to me. You're playing under a different set of rules, essentially. They're not really rules, but... That's the way it is. You need to play tougher teams and beat them. Not easier teams. You're not going to backdoor your way into anything out here. It's not going to happen. Because in this conference, a winless UC Los Angeles team can go to uh, Pullman and win. That doesn't happen in their conferences. Landon says he's unsurprised. Disappointed, but unsurprised. I would go not surprised rather than unsurprised. Well, he studied at San Diego State, so. <laughs> Kid from American Fark who went to San Diego State and Utah State. That's, that's what I would do. I would say not surprised rather than I'm unsurprised. It just it sounds awkward, unsurprised. There don't seem to be nearly as many people disappointed about the uh, the two year pause in the rivalry. I don't know if it's because we've already had one of them, because Utah's won nine in a row, or because they tried to you know they tag team the announcements to say, and we're playing for four years right after that, so everybody knows it's a pause, not an end. Well, so when we get to the next decade, does that start next year or the year after? Uh, you're playing them goes through twenty eight. So you're from 20 to 28. So they're signed for seven out of nine years. That's pretty good. Other rivalries have gone away completely. And who knows? Maybe you'll align in some who gives a crap bowl and make that bowl special like you did the Vegas Bowl. I'd be up for that. Because I was at the Vegas Bowl. and I've been at the Holiday Bowl. <laughs> I've been at the San Francisco Bowl, whatever these bowls are. And the just abomination of a bowl in Dallas and you talk about oh. a snooze fest. 7,000 people scattered yeah. around the Cotton Bowl. Yes. I mean, the, uh, who did As opposed to electricity. Yeah. I mean, that was West just Virginia with awful. their second string quarterback. Absolutely awful. And the Vegas Bowl had a buzz. Had a big and, crowd. Yes. Had some electricity. It had a totally vibe. It You can feel it on something that is unfeelable. And I've been at all these games, and I can tell you the Vegas How about Bowl. Indiana? How was that? That was the electricity that. in the air then. I was at the San that San Francisco game? Yeah, whatever they call it now. Yeah. That, there was nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Uh, that was a week after Wyoming and BYU played, 
in a bowl that became defunct, and there was more of a buzz there because it was two old rivals playing rather than Indiana. Come on. Playing BYU was way better. And you can argue it all you want, those seven Ute fans who try to dismiss BYU. But I was there. I was there for both of them. I can tell you it was a massive difference. So maybe they can play in a bowl that year. If you're going to be in a lesser bowl, you might as well play them. So at least give you some buzz. But I have no problem with it. James says BYU should be happy. That's two less losses for them. I wish Utah would stop playing FCS teams, though. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Part of the seven fans who are trying to minimize the Cougars. We understand that. Nathan, why can't we still schedule BYU? Playing BYU is way better than SUU, Weber, or Wyoming for fans. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. But if they don't want to do it, don't do it. Uh, they love having extra home games. And so that's why they truck in teams for money games instead of playing home and homes. Straight to the bottom line. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not interested. Well, I'm, I don't know the financial deals as opposed to putting in uh, North Dakota State versus getting on a bus and driving 45 miles. I don't know how that works financially. They've got, uh, for the next five years, they've got a big big sky team lined up. Montana State, Weber State a couple times, and SUU a couple times. So those are going to continue for the foreseeable Yeah, I future. think that's a waste of time. But if they want to do it, do it. Yeah. I mean, this this series now, as we're starting to get out, 2028, I ain't going to be at that game. <laughs> so I don't know what to How do say. you know? Oh, I know. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> And I've exchanged uh, communication with people from both schools, and we're now starting to laugh about these schedules that are 10 years out. Yeah. I mean, do the math. It ain't happening. So uh, you will be, Yach, and have fun with it. It's, uh, we all go through these changes. My kids will be teenagers by that point. Yeah, and, I, and that's imp- when you have young kids, you don't ever think they're going to grow old, and it's impossible to imagine that w- one day they're going to be walking out of the house never to come back as a full-time resident. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it happens to everybody. And I didn't like it, but I couldn't stop it. Yeah, well, actually, you, you want it to happen. It's the natural evolution it's because if they stay— You don't like that either. You, know. you complain about everything. <laughs> How do you freeze them? At 24, 25, you don't want that either. So it'll, it'll happen. Uh, life will go on with or without these two teams playing each other. Well, I think this adjustment is going to lead to more adjustments down the line. 2026 now, Utah has uh, Arkansas at home. They're at Houston, and now they put a BYU game in that year too. Be surprised if that lasts. I would expect some future adjustments. And I think it's good news for BYU too because – if. Hopefully they're not independent at that point. Uh, but if they are, they've proven that there's basically no problem scheduling big-name teams in September. That hasn't been an issue whatsoever. So we'll just wait for Tom to plug in another one. Whoever it might be, yeah. It, yeah. And we, you know, we all saw that Notre Dame has an opening those two years. So this isn't I – don't. I, if I'm a BYU fan, I've got no problem with this either because it allows me – 
to schedule some teams. It gives me the flexibility at a time when you have all sorts of flexibility and you have, with the television relationship that you have, you have some power to do these types of games. And people will be interested in playing you in those situations. In so, the, go ahead. In the BYU release, Tom said, you know, there could be something in the future. You know, we're happy to accommodate you. I'm paraphrasing, but we're happy to accommodate Utah. And, you know, there might be some time in the future that they need, you know, that we'll have something and, and we'll need to bow out of the rivalry. And I assumed that that was, what year would Notre Dame be available to pay off that one home game that's owned? <laughs> Call Utah. Hey, we got a chance to plug Notre Dame in. Okay. We're yeah, out. I mean, I think that's yeah. probably going to be in Vegas in the new stadium and has that opportunity, which... You know, obviously Notre Dame coming to Vegas would be the biggest thing since the Raiders moved to Vegas in terms of football. Uh, it would be huge. There's be there'll be no doubt that whatever capacity that stadium seats off I-15, it would have every single seat filled if BYU and Notre Dame played. If I'm BYU, I take that in one millisecond as my home game. Because that would be huge, huge publicity for your program and the opportunity. And obviously, we've seen it a million times over. BYU fans, there's enough of them in the area, literally right in the area or within a four- to five-hour drive that they will flock to that. And Notre Dame, you could play them on planet Pluto and the Notre Dame people are going to go berserk. Uh, That's just who they are when it comes to Notre Dame football. There's nothing bigger. There's the uh, thing that they did for Goldschmidt up there on the TV. Uh, yesterday. Uh, so you got all those things there. That would be a great opportunity. This is a, I view this completely as a win-win for both schools. Because BYU will be able to plug in another big game? Absolutely, yeah. In September? That's not been an issue whatsoever. Yeah. Who do you want? I gave you Michigan. I gave you Michigan State and Wisconsin. <laughs> Obviously, you you got a bunch of Pac-12 schools. Who's left? Who do you want to plug in? Yeah. It's a season opener in 2020 is the date that's open. I'm looking at the future schedule here. Followed up by Baylor, Oregon, Wyoming, Utah State, and Arkansas. Who else do you that's want to plug in That's the Cougar schedule? There? In 2022, those are the first five games. They're really games... Uh, they, they got a, you said 2020, though. 2022. Yeah. You said 2020. I'm like, wow. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Next year's a killer. Your Devils right. are coming on the schedule in 2020. Devils. Going yeah. to ASU. Yeah, I think I already knew that. PK will be there. Sign him up. So they can play whomever. I, I, this is a new world. I don't necessarily think you have to play them every year. And the cool thing about it is this is the one rivalry and maybe there might be others, but I don't necessarily care about others. But this one, for sure, even without playing, is still intense. And I would argue strongly, vehemently, that this rivalry will grow even stronger with a two-year break. Because it won't be every year. So it will take on more importance when you go from 2021 to 2024. Because we will have missed it? Yeah. Absence makes the heart grow fun. It'll be more intense, not less intense. It'll always be there among the fan base. 
The coaching staff, maybe, if you bring in. I don't know that Kyle will be there in 2024. We're getting a long way out. You don't yeah. know Kalani will be there in 2024. Well, You don't know anything in coaching for five years I understand out. that, but obviously Kyle yeah. is going to quit at some point. I don't know that he'll be coaching anywhere is yeah. my point, rather than, I mean, if Kalani's not coaching anywhere, that would be a disappointment. So I don't know who's going to coach tomorrow if you want to go that way. I understand that. I thought that was understood. And so if you bring in somebody completely from the outside and has no connection whatsoever, but if they have someone from within the state, it'll be just as intense. Will the Cougars snap the winning snap the youth winning streak before the break, or will it be three years of what would that be eleven in a row? I don't know. Twelve is coming eventually. But this is years. a rivalry that does not need to be played to continue to be intense. That's the greatness of this. They'll always be back and forth, and it's more so now than ever that they have gone their separate ways because now there's literally no reason for you to root for the other guy that does nothing for you having utah win having byu win each opposite fan base it does nothing when they're in the whack mountain west you could spin it well for the strength of the conference and then i beat you that's going to help me well that's out the window now and that'll be out the window forever that doesn't matter you know, the the one hypothetical, oh, if you beat them and they go 10 and 1 and, and you go 11 and 0 or 12 and whatever, yeah, I get that. But the probability of that is very slim. So I might as well run up to Idaho and see if I can win the lottery and retire. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not going to happen. So this now, the hatred of wanting them to lose has increased a millionfold. This so is why every BYU fan was passionately pulling for SC sweet. on Friday. There's not one BYU fan who wanted SC to lose Friday. Not one. Not one. Not one single one. Absolutely zero. There is no one nope. than the sound of your voice. You will leave the on market. On this planet. There's not one. It was unanimous. It's like there when, had to be one. No, when there Bishop, had to be one somewhere. It's like when Bishop Farnsworth was sustained down at the local ward. All those in favor, it was one hundred percent raising your right. Bishop Farnsworth. There's got to be it. Okay, Farnsworth is an LDS name. There's got to be. <laughs> I was wondering if you met your local no, bishop or something. I just made up the. I just know okay. Farnsworth. <laughs> Or Sorensen, you want that it, one? It's a proud, yeah, it's a proud Mormon <laughs> name. You're right. Udall, there's a bunch of Udalls <laughs> Udall, in yes. politics in Arizona, yeah. and they were some of them were disaffected, but they were still their roots were still Latter Day Saints. When Bishop Udall was sustained down in Tucson, everybody was unanimous, and it was unanimous BYU fans. Any BYU fans. I'll pay you cold, hard cash. It would only be in pennies, but I'll pay you cold, hard cash if one BYU fan rooted for Utah to beat SC. No freaking way. It did not happen. And it shouldn't happen. Because they are your rival. They'll always be your rival. And you fools who have an association with Red actually think that USC is your rival. You are a fool. No way in you know what. 
is Utah ever going to be SC's rival? Just not. Maybe their fifth rival, but not their first. Devin just tweeted at us, I hate to see the Holy War wiped out. Get Governor Herbert to step in and force the teams to play. It's not wiped out. It's paused. It's on hold. And it's it's not wiped out, no. Oh, they they timed the announcements to make that clear. Well, I think they timed it because somebody in Florida broke the Florida story. So they scrambled, and that's why it came out at 6 o'clock, would be my guess. But they already knew they were going to play the four years after it? Yes. But the, time, the, the release of the timing of it was because somebody else had it. But okay, so not the timing, but to do the two announcements at the same time was to minimize the whole the, the end of the rivalry stories. We're going to play for four more years after we don't play well, for Well, Utah two. doesn't want the grief that comes with that. Yeah. So this is their way of throwing the legislators or whomever a bone to get them off their backs. There it is. Yeah. Four more. Back off. Right. So it was all, it's all political. Everything is political. There's nothing out there that isn't political. Everybody has an agenda and what's in it for me. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. College football, Riley Jensen coming up. He's going to join us at the top of the hour. Darnell Dixon covers BYU for the Daily Herald. He's here at 830. And Chris Kimrani, you writer for The Athletic at 9 o'clock. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Listen Wednesday for your chance to win tickets to Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Bob Seger's bringing his Roll Me Away tour to Vivint Smart Home Arena on Saturday, September 28th. The show will be open with a performance by the Wild Feathers. Get your tickets now at vivantarena.com, ticketmaster.com, utahjazz.com, or by calling 1-800-745-3000. Bob Seger, Saturday night. Did you hear Dennis Lindsay talking a little basketball? We are almost we are almost there. I did not. Media Day is coming up. I know that. He talked about uh, spending five years talking to the Grizzlies about Mike Conley. A deal five years in the making. That seemed a long time even by NBA standards. Well, Memphis had no reason to trade him until now. He alluded to that. He said that you know the the fact that they hit in the lottery and were able to get a, a young point guard. The next generation made it easier for them to make the deal. Well, it made it imperative on them. Clear the decks. It became a qualifying situation where you must do it. It became mandatory, I think, is the word I'm looking for. There was no need to have a 31-year-old Conley when you got got the old jaw. He's your future. You drafted him, what, what was it, second or third? Second. So they needed to make that move. So the prior four years talk all you want yeah but they had no replacement they were not in the rebuilding mode they didn't have this scintillating player who was waiting there to be developed and so now things broke 
And so, yeah, the time was absolutely right. They made a number of moves as they go in, and they're going to build him around him. And what's the other kid, Jackson? Just hit reset and start over again with the West I mean, being loaded. Why does not? It. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, Lakers are in six years without <laughs> having made the playoffs, right? Yeah, it's a long. That's a long lottery run for those guys. I mean, we saw it with the statues. We saw it with uh, the six-time champions, the Bulls. And just what you hope for is that you're not a Phoenix or a Knicks where it's just over and over and over and the rebuild never gets off the floor because you're rebuilding off the rebuild and you're rebuilding off the rebuild and rebuild. And you've got all sorts of coaches coming and going and it just becomes complete and total chaos. And then you look up and it's been a decade. Yeah. Or possibly two. And the Warriors for 14 years didn't make the postseason before they started their great run. And so, you know, you had all that stuff going on there. So what you hope for is that it's minimized, the window and you get back to some level of competitiveness. Then, when you reach that, what you got to hope for is that your competitiveness just isn't the six, seven, or eight seed, and that's your ceiling. Because then to, that goes nowhere. How do you get to four, five? And now the Jazz have been to four, five. So how do they get to two, three? Yeah. Keep upgrading. The so, next step. And if you should be able to have that opportunity to do it, which appears like this team does, then you're good to go. And that's why the excitement level for the start of this season is through the roof. It's unlike anything that we've seen in years. DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 12.80 The Zone. When we come back, Riley Jensen, our college football insider, will be here to talk about Utah and Washington State. Who is going to wake up 0-2 on Sunday? Who's going go to go to bed 0-2? Andrew Reinhardt, join us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic with a new technology, FDA-cleared, needle-free for the people suffering from ED. Yeah, um, needle-free is critical. No needles, no pills. Um, all of those would be fine if they didn't have the nasty side effects. So, so really, the main thing we do at Wasatch Medical is get guys off the medication. Um, they come in and say, well, the pill doesn't work or you know gives me headaches um this new acoustic wave therapy clinically shown to increase blood flow what's cool about it is you do a few treatments and they're like 10 minutes a piece by the way uh two to three weeks and you're done so if you're listening right now you have ed there's a good chance that by mid-october let's say worst case you could be back to normal function in the bedroom not have to worry about the pill and not have to worry about any side effects so why hasn't the medication worked? Because some people would think, well, that's more private. I can just kind of do that on the down low. I don't really want an appointment. I don't want to break up my schedule. I mean, you know, you've right. probably heard a hundred reasons. Yeah, uh, most people do try the meds. I think if when, when a guy gets ED, the first thing he does is he orders something online or he goes to his doctor and gets the pill and then deals with all the side effects. It does work for a while. Usually a guy has to continue to take more and more incrementally um, until the side effects are just so bad. That's when they come to us and they say, oh, get me off this stuff. That's exactly what these treatments do. You got a special offer for the listeners. What's the deal? We do. So um, we're trying to take all the risk out of this and the embarrassment, by the way. Uh, Pick up the phone. Call us now. We'll do an initial assessment with a medical doctor, a blood flow ultrasound. He'll tell you why you have ED. And by the way, you may be doing something in your life that's causing ED, and we can easily tell you what it is. 
maybe the treatments aren't for you. Come on in. Uh, normally, two to three hundred bucks. We'll do that totally free to those that call us right now. 801-901-8000. That's the number. 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys.